I really believe in habits and I'm trying to create and establish useful habits for myself that help me to lead and live a more joyful life. That is Simply Focus with Elvis Chani and Dominic Gouda for Life and Joy and We've got a brand new exciting episode for you. Please welcome your hosts, Elfie Cherney and Dominic Godad. Hello and welcome back at episode number 81. We are here in Zimmerwald today and have a lovely view to the Alps and the Eiger, Mönchen, Jungfrau. And we are sitting here with Julia Kahlenberg. Hello, Julia. Hello, Elfie and hello, Dominic. Hi, Julia. We've been knowing each other for such a long time and we've always been impressed with how you use solution focus in your life and how you apply it to your well-being and really experience all the things that you also do with your clients yourself and you've been solution focus practitioner for many years we've been knowing each other through soul world and the swiss solution focus community and it's such a pleasure for us and honor for us to be here with you and to spend some time with you we actually had the honor to spend two days together and to do some lovely hikes and for me it's always a huge delight and pleasure to spend time with you because you embrace not only solution focus but just the beauty of life and a very beautiful focus on life in everything you do and this is very very inspiring thank you so much elfie really motivating what you say good start into the talk thank you so to start with what fascinates you with solution focus what fascinates me is the difference that i can make for myself and for other people when i try to think and ask myself and other small question around where i want to go to instead of what i don't want anymore when i try more to see what's already there and see myself in my strengths and other people as well instead of focusing on the deficits and weaknesses and also focus on the small steps and what fascinates me is when i do that or when i constantly try to keep that focus and to find it again over and over during the day that it makes a difference for myself and for the people i'm talking to oh, and you're really great in doing that so how do you do that it's a constant strife i would say i love small tools that help me to find this focus again and again because this focus can get lost during the day and therefore i love my little tools that help me to find the focus again your little tools can you share a little bit about those little tools that help you mm -hmm. one thing that i really love is it comes from the famous preferred future exercise and i cut this exercise down to a very short moment in time to only one day and i call it my little preferred future and it's only for one day so for example in the morning i'm might sit down especially on a day where i'm maybe not in such a good mood i would sit down take time for me do some yoga exercise or pilates exercise and then afterwards take my journal i love journaling in the morning which has become a very useful and a very important habit for me so i would sit down and do this little preferred future exercise i would imagine that at the end of the day I'm very happy with how the day went. 
and then I imagine what am I happy with and what am I grateful for and what did I do that it made it possible to start into the day? How did I continue? How did I contribute in a smaller or bigger way to this day? Yeah. So you're sitting there in the morning making a future jump to the evening looking back on your preferred future day and write down those elements in your notebook. And what differences does that make for you? It is like visualizing the good day. And then I put this journal on my desk. I have it in front of me and I go back to the notes that I took in the morning and maybe put a smiley to something that I wrote down already. I put a smiley or write yes behind. Yeah. And then I see how my little preferred future is coming true. So it's very different. It's not a to-do list. It is much more playful. It's much more joyful. It's I'm imagining it's already achieved. And I'm only seeing how things fall into place. So it's one of your tools. So what else are you doing to refocus during the day or to refocus in your life? Another thing is the famous bean experiment. I would like to talk about that one later and tell you first about another tool, which I call the I.O. principle. This has its roots in the three questions of happiness. Luc Isabard. And I took just two of these questions and I added two letters and they stand for two questions that I'm asking myself. It is the I question, what have I done today that I'm really happy with? And this allows me also to tap on my own shoulder. And this helps also. And the next question is the O question. What has another person done that I'm happy with? And what difference has that made for my life? And have I also told this person or just thought about it? Mm. And I think it's so important to also tell other people how they contribute to your life, how they make a difference for your life. And this also helps me for my life and for my well-being. Mm. In the beginning, you mentioned that this does not also make a difference for you, but also for people in your surroundings. So what differences does that make for them? The difference for other people lies maybe in the questions that I ask them, in the things that I talk about, in the things that I focus. And that's how it makes a difference. Mm. The questions that I ask and the things that we talk about. Mm -hmm. And we've been known you for someone who really tries everything that she teaches or that she uses. And I remember the experiment with the shoelaces where you heard that you have to tie your shoelace 150 times in a different way and how you did that and really went through this process. And I found it always very, very inspiring. I tried that too and I stopped at like 32 and thought, oh, okay, I know how it might go on. But you inspired us a lot of times with just yeah, really going through this whole process using all those ideas, all the solution-focused tools that are fascinating for you and applying them to yourself. So what fascinates you about doing that? I really believe in habits. And I'm trying to create and establish useful habits for myself that help me to lead and live a more joyful life. And... What I learned is creating habits means doing things regularly until it becomes a habit. I think I'm very good at being consequent. 
Mm. Yeah, so if I'm really convinced that I want to do something, I try to do it regularly until it becomes a habit. And of course, you can't have too many useful habits. You have to pick something that you maybe need at that moment and in other times you do other things. That's beautiful and this is one of the things I really find very beautiful in observing and then seeing like you trying different things and always also figuring out what is useful at this moment in time and yet staying very consequent with things that help you to keep the focus and that help you also to invite others to keep the focus or to change their focus and one thing I observe a lot when I see you is not only asking questions but certainly highlighting a lot of things that work and bringing resources to shine and helping other people to see their own resources or resources that are available and you do this work well not only for yourself but you work a lot with organizations and in particular with small and medium-sized enterprises What is it that fascinates you with the work in SMEs and yeah, what do you particularly love about that? I love to work with SMEs because the leaders that come to my trainings in, for example, leadership trainings at the Institute of Small and Medium Enterprises at the University of St. Gallen, they are so curious to learn and they love to experiment and they are open for experiments. And what I think what they really appreciate and what makes a difference for their lives, for their business, for their work is that they learn to take small steps. They learn to appreciate small steps and that makes for them a complete mind shift. It makes a huge difference in their work and in their life. I was once introduced by a colleague of the University of St. Gallen. He introduced me to the participants and said, this is Frau Kallenberg, the master of small steps. Mm. <laughs> I really love that. And what is the mind shift for them? It is what I said in the beginning about my fascination about solution focus, constantly trying to focus again on where you want to go to instead what you don't want anymore, on the things that already work and on the strength instead of the weaknesses and the small steps. So that's a mind shift for them. And for example, if I do a workshop for a team in an SME and they are in trouble, they come to the workshop and they think they will be first asked about what's the problem. And when I then begin the workshop with the first question, what's your best hope for the workshop? What would you do differently if this workshop is useful? Then they say, oh, this is a difficult question. And they begin to think and imagine their preferred future and they always tell me yeah that's a big difference for them you also told us that you invite leaders to apply solution focus for their own life not only in their leadership but also for them in their life like in the way that you do it yes i'm convinced that it all begins with yourself and that's why i invite leaders to begin with themselves to think about what they need to really fully develop their potential and to be at their best and when they do and fulfill what they need to be at their best they create a positive ripple effect in their organization so how do you invite other people to 
use solution-focused ideas for themselves? There is one exercise that I really love. It's the flourishing instruction. I distribute a blank sheet of paper and let people draw a flower on one side, just a very simple flower, and write my personal flourishing instruction on this side of the paper. Then they turn it around and they have like five minutes to think about what do I need and what can I offer myself in order to be at my best, to really be able to develop my potential. So in a few words, what do I need to be at my best? And this is not about a fancy car or a big house or something very expensive. I invite them to think about something that they can easily reach or easily fulfill, allow themselves in everyday life. And I give a short example like a latte macchiato in the morning. This is something that I like and this is top number one on my flourishing instruction. And then I might invite them to put this flourishing instruction in their agenda or on their desk and have a look at it again and again and see. So this is like an instruction. What do I need to fully develop my potential? So everyone who wants to learn more about some of Julia's intervention, we have a card set. It's called 50 Inspiring Ideas for Leaders. And the flourishing card is one of them. Then the My Little Preferred Future is one of them. And there are some more from you. And what I love in the description you give in our card set is that you say, well, when you buy a flower or a pot of flowers, you usually get instruction how to treat the plant and how to, well, make the plant grow and live their best. <laughs> And we usually don't get that for ourselves. So I really love this idea of thinking about what brings us to flourish. What tiny little things can we do that make a difference and help us shine? And I think that makes a big difference in their relation in the team as well. Because if we know what we need to flourish, we are also able to talk about that topic with others and invite others to take good care of themselves as well. And how do those leaders react? I guess they come to the University of St. Gallen and they want some concepts and maybe tools for their leadership life. And then they're invited to think about what is good for them and what they need to yeah, really bloom and flourish. Sometimes the reaction is a little bit hesitant. People don't know what is expected. And I say nothing is expected. It's very open. And then people get curious. And I think I do it in a very playful way. So really invite them to try out, to experiment with me during a workshop day. And then they try out, they experiment and they love it. And what I really like is that they take home sprint actions, very small things that they are 100% sure that they want to put in practice and they do it afterwards. And what do they report back when they go out? And then what do they do with that? Sometimes they report back something. They write me an email or they even send a photograph. One example that I especially like is after a resource gossip round in the training, in a leadership training, I distributed small smiley stones and invited participants 
to hand over the small smiley stones together with a compliment to each other and try to focus on each other's resources during the day. And first they were a little bit shy. They didn't want to do that. And then at the end of the training, they wanted to give back the smiley stones to me. I said, no, 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 take it home to your work and try it out and create a positive ripple effect. And once I got a lovely feedback of a leader who tried it out in the company, he played with the smiley stones. He gave a compliment to an employee in the company and this employee he was so happy about it and he heard things that he had never heard before and it created a ripple effect in the company and then at Christmas time the leader got a huge smiley stone back from his employees. Oh this is amazing and just beautiful to see with how tiny little things we can make a huge difference. And I'm curious, you mentioned resource gossip. What did you do there? So before you started to invite them to share the smiley stones with a message of appreciation. Mm, I love the resource gossip exercise. It goes like this. People do it in groups of three people. Two people talk about the third person. The third person turns their back and they have their diary of solutions on their lap and write down what the other two are talking about. And the other two are talking about the third person who has turned their back as if the third person wasn't there. And they talk about what she is good at, what they appreciate about him and what they have seen about a contribution to the team and really try to dig out the resources in the other person. And the Diary of Solutions is a booklet that you give them in the beginning where they write down all the things that are useful, all the things that they came up during the workshop and even afterwards in their leadership life. Mm. The Diary of Solution is something that I learned from my first solution-focused teacher from Peter Sabo and from Petra Müller-Demarie. They gave a Diary of Solution to me and said it has magic paper. So that's something that I was very inspired by that and I've been using it ever since. It is to write about your preferred future, about things that already work and about the small steps. And how does the magic work? It is only for things that are already working. You can't write down things that have not worked out well. And it's about the small steps. So that's the magic. It's mainly about what you want instead of what you don't want. It's about things that are already working. So really another way of focusing their attention to all those solution-focused elements. Yes. One thing you already mentioned that you also use in your workshops is the bean experiment. Mm. How does that work? <laughs> the bean experiment is one of my favorite. It's also very simple and it's very easy, applicable and transferable into your daily life and into your work life. In the beginning of a workshop, I might give five dry beans to everybody and invite people to put the five beans in their left hand pocket. And for everything they noticed during the day that has inspired them 
or that they liked or that they benefited from, take one dry bean and put it into the right hand pocket. And then maybe write also down on a sheet of paper to remember why they put the beans from one side to the other side. And then at the end of the workshop, we talk about the bean moments. And I hear from many people who take this to their daily life and they maybe invent a bean chat or on the email, they write each other bean moments or on a WhatsApp chat, whatever. So the bean is easy to remember. And they also use beans to give compliments to each other and say what another person has done that they have benefited from what they appreciate about another person. Hand over a bean and say something. It would also be a nice challenge to only be able to cook with the beans in your right hand pocket in the evening. So you have to start out with many beans and find many moments that worked well where you did something to get a nice meal at the end. <laughs> so there's this red thread of taking good care of yourself, of others, of making resources visible. And this is a topic, I guess, that fascinates you for quite some years. And you're on to a very fascinating project right now. And we would love to hear a little bit about that. What has always fascinated me is a fulfilled life. And I sometimes meet people who seem to lead or have a fulfilled life. And I'm interviewing those people and trying to find out and learn from them. I'm very curious what makes it that they can say I have a fulfilled life. So I would say there is a huge difference between a fulfilled life and a fully filled life. When I try to explain what I do in my work and what solution focus means to me, I'm telling the story of Ashi. Many years ago, I went for a walk with our daughter. And when we came out of the forest, we saw somebody practicing with his wheelchair. And I said to our daughter, oh, look, this is Ashi, our friend and neighbor who had suffered a severe tractor accident a few months before. He had been in coma and when he awoke the doctors told him you will never ever walk again you're paraplegic and there he was practicing his wheelchair and I hardly dared to ask him how are you and I did and I'm very happy that I did and I'm grateful that I asked him because what he said is really solution focus his answer touched me so much he said look Julia If I only looked what I can't do anymore, I must have said my life is shitty. And if I look at what I can still do, I can still move my arms. And what I've been able to learn again, I can dance here with my wheelchair. I can say my life is pretty good. So he talked about where he wanted to go. He wanted to be able to live independently on his farm again as soon as possible. He talked about what was still working and what he had already learned again to do. And he managed to come back into his life with very many small steps. And I think Ashi and Ashi's story is a great symbol for solution focus. And very inspiring story for a fulfilled life, especially also because life just 
sometimes happens to us and there are many things that work well and other things that maybe don't work and it's such a beautiful example of how to deal with something very difficult and still yeah, have a fulfilled life with that and you're doing a lot of things in your community also to support people to have a fulfilled life and one of the stories you told us yesterday is just such a beautiful example of community work with solution focus in front of your community store that had its 10-year anniversary Yeah, it's our community store, Käserei Zimmerwald, and it had its 10 years anniversary. And I thought it would be so important and a very good opportunity to say thank you to the owner of the store, say thank you to Regula and her team for everything they have done for the community so far. So I put a pin wall in front of the store and I invited every customer who came into the store to write on a small post-it note what was my best moment in the store with the team what do I really appreciate about the store team and what was my best moment in the Dorfladen Zimmerwald in the store in Zimmerwald so people had the opportunity to say thank you to the store team and I will never forget the reaction of the store owner and the whole team when they saw the more than 200 small post-its on this wall. And this didn't just happen. I had to be a little persistent because people, when I invited them and gave them a post-it note and a pen and said, could you please write down your favorite memory with our community store? People said, oh no, uh, she already knows. She knows what I like about the offer, what I like about the team. And I said, and it would be very nice if you wrote it down on a sheet of paper. So I really had to push people. And I stood in the doorway for about half an hour and really pushed people and was quite persistent. And they wrote so many post-it notes and they began to persuade each other and to push each other and come on you can write another note and they did and I was so happy to see the store managers and the store team's reaction they really had tears in their eyes so really solution-focused leadership with a little persistence Yes. So you invited people to write post-its. You had to be a little persistent to get them doing it. But then it had also ripples that they started to invite each other to write more post-its. And then you had all these messages up there. You gave it to the shop owner and her team and it made a difference. And I think this is a focus you have a lot in all your work. So... What is it that's important to you in your work? I invite people to begin with themselves and from there on create a ripple effect. So what you first asked me about what the experiments and the tools that I invite myself to do, see what difference it makes to me. And then when I have created a useful habit, then see what difference it makes to other people and what ripple effect it creates. And what do you observe there? It's fascinating to see how people motivate themselves by just beginning with small steps, experiment and see 
what difference it makes for their lives. And then they get curious to try it out in different occasions, in different situations, and try it out in their company, with their family, and see, wow, that makes a difference. So that's what I mean by ripple effect. Wow. So looking back in your solution focus journey of applying solution focus to yourself and going out and working with clients in a solution focused way and all the things you do in your private life, in your community, in your business life, a solution focused practitioner. If there's one thing, one highlight, one learning that you have not yet mentioned and also made a huge difference on your journey that might also make a difference for others. What could that be? I don't know whether this is solution focus or not solution focus. I don't know. A huge learning for me in my life was what difference it makes when you show vulnerability. Don't try to be always perfect. Show that I have difficulties sometimes as well. And I think this makes me more human for other people. This is beautiful and I think such an important message. Thank you, Julia. And now let's come to the challenge of the week. So my challenge of the week is asking yourself every day the two questions of the I-O principle. You remember the I question is what have I done today that I'm really happy with? Tap on your own shoulder. And the second question, and I'm sure this will make a huge difference. The O question, what has another person done that made a difference in your life? And have you also told them? I wish you all the best for this challenge of the week and have a good week. So I am very happy that we did this podcast today with you and I'm very happy that you agreed to do this podcast with us and that you shared so many inspiring and really heart-touching stories. And I'm very grateful for not only today's conversation, but for each and every conversation I have with you because I always leave with more than there was before. So thank you very much for that, Julia. Thank you, Elfie and Dominic. Likewise, I really love spending time with you and I always leave enriched and I'm really blessed to know you as friends. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you very much. And now we're curious how the challenge of the week went, what you discovered there, and also what inspired you in this podcast. So let us know and comment on www.sfontour.com slash podcast and then go to episode number 81. And of course, you will also find the contact details to Julia and to the resources we mentioned in the resource section of this podcast again on www.sfontour slash podcast and episode number 81. So we wish you a wonderful week with the IO questions and are looking forward to hearing you next week. Goodbye. 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 Wow, what a great episode again. Do you also like the Simply Focus podcast? Then help Elfie and Dominic spread the word. Give the Simply Focus podcast a five-star rating on iTunes, Google Play, and other platforms. Plus, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And share your thoughts and inspirations with others. Comment at www.sfontour.com slash podcast. And then go to this episode. This was Simply Focus podcast with Alfie Cherney and Dominic Godat, your podcast for a life in joy and ease.